When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another edition of Bucky's Fifth Podcast. My name is Tyler Hunt here covering everything Wisconsin Athletics. On today's show, we've got a lot to get to because we did not have any podcast last week. For that, I want to apologize. Um, as you know, if you listen to the show pretty consistently, I recently uh, bought a house and moved into that said house last week, and we had quite a few projects, some planned, some unplanned, including a wall that uh, the first day we moved in had a leak coming out from a hole in the wall so that was always fun always great to get started on that right foot and then uh, a couple days later we had 10 uh, hours where we were without water because of a mix-up in term from the water company that we were trying to deal with and uh, a broken water line along with some other various other projects and moving getting things settled getting things hung up so Last week was a week, and then we had to, of course, travel for a wedding that weekend as well. So it was a busy time. I do apologize. I just didn't have a lot of time to get the podcast done, but um, we'll be back to our regular one to two episodes a week, uh, but a big one here today. So on today's show, we've got a lot to get to, as I mentioned, because last week we didn't get to anything. We've got some football updates. We've got a new inside linebacker coach. We've got some recruiting updates, some basketball news, plenty of stuff to touch on, and we'll go ahead and get started on it right away. And the first one I wanted to talk about was this new UW-NIL Varsity Collective that Wisconsin rolled out. And I know if you've read the the website over Buggy's Fifth Quarter, we have a small write-up on that. Um, But essentially, it gives the Badgers and the UW donors and supporters an opportunity to work with athletes and use their name, image, and likeness to monetize, offer guidance, help them succeed on and off the field. NIL is this new kind of wild west creature that we're all kind of getting used to but in some ways you have to play that game and wisconsin it's good to see that they're kind of embracing the new world of nil versus running from it i think the schools that are rolling these type of programs out 
to make these opportunities available to athletes are going to be the ones that have success. You also have the transfer portal. You want to see you know, your school working towards these opportunities. This is not sitting there going to guarantee you some sort of payday as an athlete, but it gives you the opportunity to have help to take advantage and use your name, image, and likeness, something that you know I think most of us are on board with. So it's nice to see that Wisconsin is adapting to this new program, rolling that out. And I'm interested to see what it will do for the future of Wisconsin athletics, because it's not just football. It's not just basketball. These are going to bring opportunities to all the new players um, that step onto campus as a UW athlete for all different sports. And I think that's a great opportunity. And it's nice to see Wisconsin really rolling out this new plan. So more details will certainly come from that. The website, if you go over to the varsity collective website, not a huge amount of info on there on, on how things are going to go moving forward, but it's an excellent situation that's going to start developing. You want Wisconsin to be on that same playing field as all the other schools. Well, this is something that's going to hopefully bring that to them with this new NIL deal. So make sure to check that out. We do have a write-up, as I said, over on Bucky'sFifthQuarter.com, and then we have a link to the, the collective. You want to get in touch, there's a, a thing that you can fill out to get in touch as, as maybe a donor or a... Um, business or an athlete, a little bit of anything to help connect those wires together and allow everyone to hopefully take advantage of this new program. So exciting stuff that Wisconsin is really taking this NIL stuff seriously, and we'll see what other details come from that as we move forward. Let's go ahead and get into some football news now. We'll start with safety Travion Blaylock. According to reports from Jesse Temple and a UW official confirmation to follow, senior safety Travion Blaylock suffered a torn ACL during spring practice. Generally, um, the article and, and, and sources didn't mention the timetable for a return, and everyone can be different with an ACL injury, as we've seen from athletes in the past. Some can come back very miraculously somewhat quickly. Some of us, the, the common man or woman, might take a longer, up to a year. Um, I would have to presume if you're, if you're talking about a realistic timeline, I would think based on a torn ACL in spring, Travion Blaylock is likely out for the entire upcoming season, which is a really tough blow. Not only for him, a guy that's battled injuries time and time again throughout the course of his career. I mean, we've talked about it. You know, the potential was there. You've, if you see pictures of Trayvon Blaylock, he's a guy that's absolutely cut from head to toe. Great speed, great athleticism, great size at the safety position. Just has not been able to really stay available and be on the field consistently. We've seen when he has been. He's made plays, plays in special teams, and he looked like if this was a year where he could be healthy, could jump into, you know, likely a starting safety role and now it seems like that's very much up in the air whether we'll see Travion Blaylock at all this upcoming season. So certainly would probably be able to come back to Wisconsin on some sort of you know medical waiver. He is a senior, but losing an entire likely an entire year to an ACL, you likely could see him return there as well um, for another season of college football. But just a really tough injury for him to happen. And it sounds like this happened in early April, so that maybe puts you. Um, into late October for a possible return, but the likelihood to be up to game speed right there is already um, you know a, a tough eight ball to be behind. So as I said, he was in line to be a starter, and now all of a sudden you're looking at the safety room that didn't have a lot of great depth before the injury, and all of a sudden there's, there's certainly some concern there as you move forward. It likely means that you're going to bump up you know, it was when we talked about the safety room previously, it was a collection of John Torgio, Hunter Wohler, and Travion Blaylock as kind of your three guys that you could see rotating. Now you're going into, when you get into fall camp, you're going to likely have Torchio, Wohler jumping into not as your third maybe guy, now jumping into likely a, a very 
you know, permanent starter role, you know, getting a lot of action early. And then, of course, Kamoy Latou, the recent transfer that they added from Utah. Now he likely bumps into possibly one of the starters with those two, but or you know your third rotation guy. So now all of a sudden, a, a safety room that had maybe four guys that you felt game ready now jumps that down to three. And one of them, you know, when you look at it, Kamoy Latou played a good amount at Utah. He played high-level college football. So he should be able to get in there right away. Hunter Wohler, I think we all expect, despite not playing much at that safety position last year, being more of a special teams guy, you know, the athleticism, the recruitment we've been following for years, you think that he's a guy that's ready to go. And then John Torchio is certainly a playmaker, but this is, is certainly a tough blow for Wisconsin in that secondary as well. That was maybe one of the positions where you looked at and said, hmm, maybe there's a little bit of a question mark just because some of those guys that we just mentioned, all three, Blaylock's had trouble getting on the field. Hunter Roller hasn't played a lot of safety. Torchio just seems to be a guy that makes plays and, and has played a lot, but now he's going to be taking on a much bigger role. And then Kamoy Latu, you don't really know what you have from him quite yet just because he hadn't seen him in a Wisconsin uniform. So there were already question marks there, and now you're down. One of those potential pieces is certainly a tough blow moving forward. So we, we certainly hope that, that Blaylock is able to make a full recovery from his injury, get back on the field for Wisconsin. Tough injury, as I said, for him, a guy that's battled injuries throughout the course of his career and, and certainly now makes a little bit of a bigger question mark for Wisconsin as we move forward here at that safety position. And up next in terms of football news, Wisconsin landed on their new inside linebackers coach and former Houston and Miami, Florida defensive coordinator, Mark D'Onofrio, dusting off the coaching clipboard after a couple years of, of being off. So, of course, to catch everyone up to speed, if you aren't aware of the inside linebacker situation already, former inside linebacker coach Bill Sheridan resigned after just a few months in the position due to an ongoing investigation by the NCAA for him and others at Air Force violating NCAA rules of recruitment. Um, so Wisconsin kind of had a late opening for an inside linebacker coach, and in comes DeNorfrio. There was other speculation on some other names that might be getting that position, but it seems like DeNorfrio has now been made official. So he is the new inside linebackers coach for Wisconsin. As I said, has not coached since 2018. He was last the defensive coordinator at Houston, but very familiar in that linebacker role, a uh, guy that played linebacker um, as a student at Penn State, originally from New Jersey, went to Penn State, played there for four years, and then was drafted actually by the Green Bay Packers in the second round of the 1992 NFL draft. But uh, his career kind of flamed out due to a, a hamstring injury early on in his playing days, which then jumped him right into a coaching career starting in 1999, where he was the linebackers coach at St. Peter's. Yes, that same St. Peter's um, from this past March NCAA tournament. Then he went to Rutgers, and then he's jumped around to a few other schools, including Virginia, Temple, Miami, Florida, and as I just mentioned earlier, the defensive coordinator for the Houston Cougars. There were a lot of people that were a little skeptical of this hire for the Badgers. I, uh, from the sounds of it, Houston fans, Miami fans that previously had him on the staff were not super thrilled with his time at those schools and talked about you know how disappointing some of those former defenses that he had were. So I don't really know a lot about <laughs> D'Onofrio to make a fair judge or claim, but it certainly seems like the reception is a little bit of a head scratcher. However, it's certainly a guy that seems to have a lot of experience at that linebacker position in terms of playing, coaching. I think maybe when you look at a situation like him, Maybe defensive coordinator as a whole was a bit too big of a position for him when he was, you know, the 
defensive coordinator at those schools. There's multiple other positions that you have to worry about. You've got to worry about your defensive line, your secondary, as well as your linebackers, your inside, your outside. It seems like maybe this might be a better fit for him in terms of just focusing in on one position versus the defense as a whole because Wisconsin's got the defense as a whole pretty well buttoned up with Jim Leonard at the defensive coordinator position. And, you know, of the hires that he's made, when you look at it, you've got Hank Botete as a cornerback position. Of course, Paul Chris made the hiring, but Jim Leonard's very involved in those process. Ross Kalaji on the defensive line position. There's been a lot of changes, and so far this Wisconsin defense over the last few years, when some of these names have bounced around, have held on just fine. So you would have to imagine that you have to trust the coaching staff to make a decision that they feel comfortable about at that inside linebacker room. Certainly they felt comfortable about Bill Sheridan at that spot, but when you look at it, you can't have a guy coaching and, and going to be a distraction for the team because of NCA ruling. So it's better than that alternative, but certainly an interesting hire for the Badgers as we move forward here. We'll see how it pans out. But like I said, I think him maybe focusing in on one position and, and letting Jim Leonard do the job at the defensive coordinator position doesn't make me as worried despite some of the reception there. And when you talk about it, Wisconsin's got some really young unproven guys at that un, at the inside linebacker position. And it seems like D'Onofrio, despite the qualms of his past in terms of the resume, he's certainly a guy that you can't, you, know, you can't look at and say he doesn't know anything about inside linebacker. And you have a young, inexperienced group. Maybe you can focus on technique and, and, and stuff like that rather than having to worry about the entire defense. So I know on the surface, a lot of people were maybe head-scratching at this uh, position a little bit, but I think Wisconsin can hopefully bring him in, get him incorporated with the system, and hopefully the inside linebackers can hit the ground running because it's a group. We just talked about the safeties, maybe a little bit of a question mark. Inside linebacker, probably an even bigger question mark when you look at no Sanborn, no Chanel. You've now had a couple different inside linebacker coaches bouncing around, so it's nice to get that finalized and, and have a person there to head up that room. We knew Wisconsin was likely going to move quick on filling this, it actually seemed to take a little bit longer than I even expected in terms of getting that you know coach back in place. So it's nice to see the Badgers have that figured out, and hopefully they can um, continue to hit the ground running with this new uh, position coach moving forward. All right, next up, we'll get into some basketball news. We've got some new stuff to talk about in regards to Wisconsin basketball, a new uh, position somewhat being filled. Maybe more of a promotion is the better word for that, as well as uh, an interesting home-and-home uh, home game this upcoming November. We'll start there. It was reported on Monday by Jeff Patrikas of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel that the Badgers men's and women's basketball teams will be playing a non-conference game at American Family Field, of course, home of the Milwaukee Brewers, Miller Park to many of you, but uh, on November 11th. Uh, the men's team will be facing off against Stanford. The women's team will face Kansas State. Um, it's apparent that Greg Gard is very excited. He, he said in his uh, quote, Playing a game in American Family Field has been a vision for quite some time. I'm excited to see it become a reality. We want to thank the Brewers and the Intersport for their efforts and partnership in bringing this dream to life. We're always looking to play in exciting venues and competitions, and the chance to do the first ever basketball event at the Brewers Stadium is going to be an unforgettable experience for both our athletes and fans. I'll be honest, I don't really know how to feel about this um little thing that they're doing here with playing a basketball game in Milwaukee at a baseball stadium. I know it's common to, you know, play basketball games in these big, you know, football arenas when you got the Final Four, to play football games in baseball stadiums, 
now playing basketball in a baseball stadium, stadium, I'm going to be honest, it doesn't really get me excited as a Badger fan. You know, you're going to be looking at, if you're going to the game, I don't, I don't necessarily know how the sight lines are going to work. I mean, AmFam Field is a great place for to watch a baseball game because that's what it's built for. I don't know how it's going to look in terms of a basketball game. And, and maybe it's just the dimensions, just things like that. I don't know if there are going to be seats on the field, whatever it is. I'll just be honest. It just doesn't really get me all that excited as a fan. Maybe I'm in the minority. Maybe people think it's cool, but I think this was more of a, a head scratcher for me as to why. I think there are certainly other venues you could try and play at. I know people have always wanted to play you know, a, a basketball game back in the field house. I don't know if that'll ever actually happen um, with just you know students in, in attendance, but I just, I don't know. It, it, for me, it's, it's something that's put together and, and these type of things that come together with, with big sponsors and big money events at these neutral sites are, 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 are things that are going to happen. And there's been some cool events. You can't deny you know, the, the football games at you know, Lambeau, things like that have always been great. You've had hockey games at, at Camp Randall. That was awesome. Things like that. You've had hockey games at Lambeau Field. I don't know. Something about basketball in a baseball stadium just just seems a little weird to me and and it's it's certainly uh, something that sounds like the fans and or the you know coach Greg Gard and the players are likely excited excited about it to me it just kind of left me uh, a little bit of a head scratcher um, in terms of how that's going to look moving forward they did do a rendering with you know the the some stadium seats in um, you know on the field with kind of the the ends of the courts being at the first and third base um, side of things I don't know. Again, maybe it's, maybe it's just me, the the minority uh, of it. But uh, you can certainly go and get um, some tickets for that at, at BruceCityBattle.com, and or you can sign up to receive email alerts regarding tickets availability. The one thing I will say that is a nice plus here: playing at a baseball stadium, they are allowed to serve beer. So if you want to go watch Wisconsin basketball and drink beer. This might be the event for you, so make sure to go and check that out at brewcitybattle.com. Uh, register to receive email alerts regarding ticket de- details, hospitality options, experiences, and other events. Me personally, as you can probably tell by the tone, probably just going to be catching this one on TV to see how it looks, but um, something different. We'll see how it works out. Speaking of basketball, we've also got some other news in regards to Wisconsin basketball's coaching staff. Longtime assistant Joe Krabenhoff has now been promoted to associate head coach by Wisconsin basketball. When you look at it, what does that mean? You know, he's been an assistant for seven years. It likely means, when you look at at the football side, Joe Rudolph was previously the associate head coach. Um, It generally doesn't change what Joe Krabenhoff does from a day-to-day. Probably not. You know, he's very much um, a recruitment guy. He, He works with the guys. He's been a great assistant for Wisconsin. It likely means uh, a nice little pay pay raise for him, um, which is, I think, very well earned as he's one of the top assistants in, in college basketball. He's done a great job with Greg Gard and the staff. He knows the program very well. It's clear that he wants to be there. And, and you know, if you ever look at it, you know, is if a guy, you know, like Greg Gard, if something, if he retires or he gets let go or he goes somewhere else, I don't think that will ever happen, obviously. Joe Krabenhoff is probably the next guy in line to take over as that head coach um, there. Now, as the associate head coach, nice to see that he's getting essentially recognized for his efforts. Like I said, probably a nice little pay bump 
Will it change his day-to-day type of stuff? Probably not, but it's nice to know that, you know, Joe Kravinoff, who's been a great assistant for Wisconsin, is kind of being um, rewarded for his efforts. And, and hopefully if he continues to have the same success that he's had as an assistant coach, he'll continue to bring a lot, of, a lot of success to the Wisconsin basketball program. He's certainly been, been a huge part in, in being that kind of right-hand man to Greg Gard and, and helping. You can see the players you know, on the sideline always buy into him. Joe Kravenhoff has always been a very influential part of Wisconsin basketball, and it's nice to see him getting the credit that he deserves. A couple other quick storylines to get you in terms of the basketball program before we move on to some other football stuff. Um, we've got some recruiting updates as well as an update on Khalil Iverson. If you didn't know, Khalil Iverson is now playing in the three-on-three uh, realm of basketball, and he will be heading to the World Cup um, as part of the FIBA team in Belgium for the three-on-three. So kind of a wacky little story, but uh, cool to see that Khalil Iverson is still pursuing basketball, and, and probably <laughs> when you look at three-on-three basketball, probably a pretty good option, just so athletic. Um, can do a lot of different things and, and likely uh, makes a good piece of that team. Other news story in terms of Wisconsin basketball, there has been some recruiting updates for you. Uh, Badgers have made the top nine of the fast-rising 2023 three-star wing prospect, Jamie Kaiser Jr. out of Virginia. He's now trimmed his cut list to, as I said, nine schools, Virginia, Indiana, Miami, Boston College, Iowa, Wake Forest, West Virginia, Maryland, and Wisconsin. He did take an official visit to Wisconsin back on May 2nd. Now, there's some other schools certainly in the mix, but it's likely going to be a situation where a couple Big Ten teams are probably in the mix till the end. Maryland, Iowa, Wisconsin, Virginia seems to be very much on the radar as a home state kid, so we'll see how he ends up. But certainly uh, seems like the Badgers are still trending in the right direction for that moving forward. Another update, three-star wing Garrett Norman, who we talked about um, on the last couple episodes as a new offer for Wisconsin, who will be taking a official visit to Madison on June 20th. Uh, the Badgers recently jumped in his top groups, and they offered him uh, a couple weeks ago. Impressive that they've already decided to travel up to these uh, to see campus. It seems like as a player you know, out of Texas that the Texas Longhorns are the other, is another official visit as well as the University of Missouri and that the University of Tennessee could get a visit from Norman at some point as well. So really two top prospects that Wisconsin has on their board. We'll see if the Badgers can narrow that down, but it's nice to see they're still very much in contention for those couple of players, um, guys that Greg Gard and his squad, Joe Grabenhoff, uh, very much involved with and in trying to uh, land to really keep bolstering up the, the recruiting class. Of course, Gus Yaldin, the big pickup, but certainly would like another one of these players uh, as he moved forward for Wisconsin basketball. All right, that catches you guys up on everything basketball related. Before we get into some football recruitment updates and other things to talk about on the football side, I got to talk to you guys about homefieldapparel.com. They're in the middle of big new Saturday season four, and I tell you what, they continue to knock it out of the park, both literally and figuratively. If you're looking at as a college baseball fan, they dropped uh, quite a few different college baseball-related shirts over on their site as you get ready for the College World Series. Coming up here this weekend, Super Regionals just finished up. But in terms of the big new Saturday collections as well, I know I said weeks ago that I didn't know if the Arkansas collection would be topped, and that was the first week. Well, man, oh man, guys, they have dropped a couple collections that are right up there in terms of quality of that Arkansas one. Um, most recently, they dropped the Clemson Tigers collection, and previously before that, 
they dropped an Arizona Wildcats collection that might be um, one of my favorite ones ever. And that's saying something because I really like that Arkansas collection as well. They've also got a new TCU collection coming out this weekend. So make sure to go over to Home Field Apparel. Get signed up for your t-shirt subscription. Almost a 40% savings. You get a t-shirt each week picked by their staff. And they'll send it to you. You don't even have to worry about it. It'll just show up at your door. And you'll have a nice, comfy new t-shirt. I'm currently wearing a Home Field Apparel shirt right now, actually. My LSU Tigers one. Another great collection that they dropped, I believe, in Big New Saturday Season 3. So go over to Home Field Apparel. Check it out. Be on standby for this TCU collection because if they're anything like the Arizona, the Arizona State, Arkansas, or Clemson collections, it's probably going to be great. And I know TCU fans have certainly um, brought it to Wisconsin a few times in painful memories, but that doesn't mean you can't uh, stock up on a nice comfy t-shirt. It's certainly t-shirt season with that heat out there, so make sure to have a nice comfy t-shirt while you stand out there in the, uh, the, the blistering heat, depending on where you're at. All right, let's go ahead and get into some other football updates. We've got two new commits to talk about in terms of Wisconsin. And honestly, there could be a third out there at the time of the recording. I know the Badger bat signal is currently out, so we do have the cannons on hold. Maybe we'll have some breaking news during this podcast. But right now, we do have a couple commits to talk about. The first one being three-star athlete and wide receiver Colin Dixon. I think... A really nice player um, that the Wisconsin picked up out of the state of Ohio. He had a variety of other offers. Um, he had you know offers from Duke, Indiana, Kentucky, Pitt, Purdue, and many MAC schools. We talked about him a little bit previously when they initially made that offer. He announced that he will officially be committing to Wisconsin. I think he's a nice player when you look at it. You know we have like as I said, athlete slash wide receiver could. Probably play all over the field, depending on where he kind of pans out athletically. Last year, 69 catches for 1,461 yards and 20 touchdowns as a wide receiver, while also playing on the other side of the ball, 63 tackles, three sacks, and eight forced fumbles, along with an interception. So he's a guy that just seems to be all over the field, offensively, defensively. I mean, to put up 1,500 yards nearly and 20 touchdowns as a wide receiver, and then go over and, and likely be one of the top players on the defense, 63 tackles, very well could lead the team. Um, he's a player that I'm going to be interested to see where he ends up for Wisconsin. As I said, he's just very athletic. He could be a little bit of everything. Um, he's not he's more of a possession receiver. He's not necessarily a speedster, but he's got really good hands. He can use his body, 6'1", 200 pounds, so a very good frame for a wideout, or maybe if he pans out more, better at another position being a guy that could be you know in the safety room or, or something like that. So I think he's a really good pickup and you just kind of like that versatility um, with some of these three-star guys. Again, another nice grab for the Badgers. Number eight, so that 2023 class is really starting to pan out. The first receiver of the group, assuming he ends up at that wide receiver spot, and that bumps Wisconsin into at least four right now, likely changed uh, after um, a few, some other updates from other schools, but right now in the rankings of 247, top 25, and actually it looks like they are bumped down to 30, so some other schools must have gotten some pickups, but this class is starting to build, and you're starting to see the big recruiting inroads that they've taken with offer after offer after offer. You know, months ago, 
finally starting to reap the reward from that. And hopefully Wisconsin can continue their recruiting efforts to keep landing those players. And as I mentioned, there certainly was another pickup that we'll get to right now on the defensive side of the ball. So as I said, two commitments over this past weekend. The second one being three-star edge rusher Jordan Meyer. He committed to Wisconsin after a visit over the weekend out of Jefferson Hills, Pennsylvania. Just said he couldn't wait any longer. No place like Madison. I am officially home, he said in his commitment tweet. So it's great to see that he's super excited about you know coming and being part of, of Wisconsin. And again, another, I think, really good pickup for the Badgers. A three-star kid by you know 247 rivals on three. All mention him as a three-star kid, a top 25 player in the state of Pennsylvania by almost all of the recruitings, which has a very um, you know deep, Pool of talent to pull from so top 25 in a state like that is, is certainly no joke six foot four 235 pounds he had a final four schools of cincy virginia tech west virginia and wisconsin he was previously committed to boston college as we talked about a little bit on this show uh, decommitted at the end of april and now officially announced his new commitment to wisconsin he's He's, he's a player that'll be interesting to see where he ends up again. We've talked about it. Wisconsin likes to recruit guys with a little bit of position flexibility. And here's another situation that, that Meyer could certainly be one of those players. He's got, he's an edge rusher. So could he gain some weight, bulk up, play with his hand in the dirt at defensive end? Certainly. Could he end up as more of an outside linebacker, a little smaller, a little lankier, and, and be a pass rusher over there? Definitely, but either way, depending, you know, these guys, you know, are 2023 20, guys. They're still developing. Shows a good ability to get after the football, get in the backfield, make some plays. Maybe not the fastest kid on the field, but certainly a guy that shows good strength, quick burst, quick twitch muscles that really seem to make him be a player that uh, Wisconsin could make into something, and and see, we'll see how he develops. So another defensive player for the Badgers here joining Roderick Pierce. Tyler Jancy starting to fill out some spots at that linebacker. And as I said, that will make it eight commits for Wisconsin in this 2023 group. I think both of these grabs are, are really nice ones and no new updates right now. But as I mentioned, I know the uh, the bat signal looks like it's out for a possible other recruitment as well. So this 2023 class is really starting to fire. We've got the recruiting cannons uh, out and about and ready on standby, standby if any other commitments decide to make their decision. One that will not be today, but one uh, player to keep an eye on moving forward is, of course, Ashton Sanders, defensive line uh, prospect. He set a commitment watch for June 19th, so this upcoming Sunday, uh, I believe at 4 p.m., but he is on the West Coast, so maybe around 2 o'clock um, on Instagram Live, he'll be announcing his decision. He's got it down to two schools, uh, Cal, University of California, where he took an official visit, and Wisconsin, where he took an official visit. So it's a two-horse race for a guy like Ashton Sanders, a guy that I think Wisconsin would really want to land if you follow him on Twitter or Instagram. Um, a pretty funny follow. Uh, puts a, a lot of funny pictures up. Uh, he, he put, should he put the Jumpman logo with his time at, at Cal. Um, certainly a character that I think Wisconsin fans would really grow to like, but a very talented player in his own right, announcing his commitment this upcoming weekend. So Next week, we'll likely have even more possible commits or updates, and hopefully it goes in the Badgers' favor as he moves forward here um, with, uh, with his commitment coming up on June 19th. Continuing on in terms of recruitment, as I mentioned previously, Wisconsin has, it's been really a busy month now in terms of the recruiting department. A lot of offers have been thrown out. 
I, I'll, I'm going to go through and collect and see which offers we've talked about and haven't talked about because this past week, obviously not having a podcast, we're not as up to date on who has been um, talked about on the podcast and who hasn't. But Wisconsin threw out quite a few offers um, after uh, they had a camp this past Monday with some new offers as well as you know some players on campus that were seem to be getting closer and closer to making a decision. So we'll probably maybe have a, a separate episode or early next week we'll kind of continue to dive in and, and develop some of these offers. But a few that I wanted to focus in are um, on the 2024 quarterback situation. We've talked about the 2023 class um, quite a bit in terms of recruitment of the quarterback spot. 2024, Wisconsin seems to be being aggressive as well. Previously, they were in the top group of five-star quarterback C.J. Carr, but he announced his commitment to Notre Dame, so Wisconsin was not the um, choice for him. I, I think most Badger fans, if you followed his recruitment, did not expect him to end up in Wisconsin. Honestly, for me, I was a little bit surprised that he was even in um, you know, the final kind of cut down and, and up there with some of those schools, but it was great to see for that. Wisconsin didn't rest um, after that commitment was made from him and, and not in the Badgers' favor. They went out and, and made three quarterback offers for some high-caliber kids, four-star players that Wisconsin is going after in that quarterback room. So nice to see that they're moving on quickly, getting to um, their new uh, quarterback offers. The first being 2024 four-star quarterback Walker White out of Little Rock, Arkansas, Little Rock Christian Academy. He's a very talented signal caller, and he's the latest to earn an offer from Paul Chris. He's got quite a few offers, around 20 from schools, but many of them down south, Mississippi State, Mizzou, Ole Miss, Pitt, TCU, Vanderbilt, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Florida State, and Oklahoma State have also showed showed interest, but have not placed an offer yet. He seems like a guy that is very much a, a great fit for Wisconsin. 6'3", 215 pounds, rated as a four-star kid. More of a pro-style player, uh, good size arm, good size mobility. Not a guy that's going to be you know, a, a run-first guy, but very athletic. Um, his father was a standout golfer for Arkansas, and one of his older brother is a current wide receiver for the Arkansas Razorbacks. So, and his other brother, excuse me, <laughs> plays baseball for Arkansas. So you would have to think that could be a situation where Arkansas is, is likely the leader in the clubhouse in terms of the offers that have been thrown out, but we'll have to make sure and keep an eye on that. I would say if you're looking at to try and get an idea of, of what he looks like as a player, go watch his huddle tape. Something about the way he throws just re- looks really smooth. So it's certainly a guy that, um, that Wisconsin will have an eye on and we'll see if they can land. But as I said, the Arkansas Razorback, a lot of family connections there it might be a little bit of a long shot for the Badgers to close the door on that, but that's why they threw out multiple other offers at that 2024 quarterback spot. First other offer that went out was the 2024 four-star quarterback Michael Van Buren out of the Baltimore St. Francis Academy area. He added Wisconsin to his offer list this past week. ton of other offers for him as well. Alabama, Maryland, Michigan, Ole Miss, Penn State, Rutgers and Virginia Tech, among others. He's taken visits to NC State and Rutgers twice. So it seems to be that Rutgers could very much be a school in the mix. We'll see how that ends up. Um, did not have an official offer from NC State yet, but certainly a, a recruitment that seems to be fairly wide open. We'll see if the Badgers can get him on campus at all. Uh, a little bit shorter of a quarterback, under six foot, 180 pounds. 
on three consensus has him rated as the number 141st player and number 13 quarterback in the country with the 2024 class. Not a lot of numbers in huddle tape on him out there. Um, he did have some some really talented high school games. Um, you can see in the in the huddle tape that I did five really good strong arm for his size. Uh, good mobility again. Not uh, I, it doesn't look like a run for first guy, but certainly a guy that maybe uses his feet more than some other prospects. A smaller guy. Sometimes you have to kind of move out of the pocket. Um, I think when you look at the height, that might be. I don't want to say a red flag as someone who stands at five ten. That's no. There's nothing wrong uh, with that uh, in terms of size. But when you're looking at a quarterback, maybe a little on the shorter end. So we'll see how that one works out for the Badgers moving forward. Another four-star offer that they threw out was to 2024 quarterback prospect Dante Reno uh, out of Loomis, Chafee, Windsor, Connecticut School. He's now on the Badgers' radar as well. Could be very much in the mix for Wisconsin. Got other offers from Cincinnati, Houston, Iowa, Iowa State, Kentucky, Louisville, Minnesota, Ole Miss, Purdue, among others. So, Another guy, a lot of offers. List seems very much open. Stands at 6'1", weighing somewhere in the neighborhood of 215 pounds. So in terms of size of quarterback, that's probably more where you are at. Um, it's, it's fun fact here, though. Um, Reno's dad is the head football coach at Yale. It doesn't look like he's going to be uh, heading there, but his dad does have that football connection. Last year's a sophomore threw for 2,507 yards and responsible for 27 total touchdowns. Throws a pretty ball. Another guy that, that you can see the ball really comes out of his hands. You can see why, you know, I, I don't want to knock, you know, obviously three-star quarterbacks, but sometimes when you see the four and the three-star, you can sometimes tell the difference in terms of some of these players. He's certainly a guy that has a very um, good amount of, of zip on his ball. Again, kind of looks effortless and is very mobile in the pocket, uh, avoids some pass rushers, but throws... Um, and it's certainly a throw-first type of player. So we'll see if Wisconsin can make up some ground here, see if they can land. Of course, a 2024 kid, still very far away from making a decision. But uh, it's nice to see that Wisconsin is being active in that 2024 recruiting market because, as I mentioned, 2024 is, is very much further out in terms of a decision. But in terms of positions that maybe move a little quicker, 2024 quarterbacks are certainly ones that could wrap up pretty quickly um, compared to, you know, if you're talking about a 2024 cornerback with a whole list of offers, because generally in a recruiting class, you're you're likely taking one quarterback, maybe two um, in a class if you're if you're lucky. So likely if, if a guy gets nabbed up in that class by a school, it's they're likely going to go on to the next position of need and, and maybe only take one. So if you got an offer, sometimes a kid will, will certainly like to jump that and be that guy for them moving forward. So we'll see what Wisconsin does, how they ends up. Um, but nice to see that the Badgers are really being aggressive in that 2024 quarterback spot, throwing out offers to multiple four stars is, is certainly hopefully a battle that Wisconsin can compete with. As I mentioned, guys, there's been a ton of other offers that have been thrown out over the last week and a half. We're already creeping up to 40 minutes here in this episode, so I'll go through, kind of condense and figure out which offers we haven't talked about yet. Maybe do another brief episode for you guys just to get you caught up on everything recruitment-wise. This is kind of a busy thing right now in terms of uh, what's going on for Wisconsin football. All right, guys. Well, as always, thank you for listening. Again, I apologize for the brief hiatus um, with the house stuff, but we should be back to your regularly scheduled programming here 
as we move forward. And certainly as we get closer and closer to football season, you know, we're now into to mid-June. And that's going to be July and August, and it's going to be football season here before we know it. So keep sticking with us at, through the podcast, and then we'll get into next season, which just seems like it's, it's far away, but likely uh, just really right around the corner. So as always, thank you for listening on Wisconsin. Thank you.